What's up? Dude, Father's Day. Father's Day cast. Uh, yeah, happy Father's <laughs> Day. <laughs> oh. How was uh I don't I don't know if you want to talk about this, but how was uh Drake? I, night? I'm I'm so glad you you did because I did you asked because I did want to talk about it. Um yeah. Drake Night was hilarious. So for the listeners, it's what it sounds like. Um just <laughs> this bar in Pittsburgh that's a kind of a divey place and they just play Drake music all night and uh, it was hilarious, but the night was a little a little shorter lived than I was expecting because I had a bit too much to drink. So <laughs> Imagine <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so Nick knows Nick knows how that is. But we had an absolute blast. Um a couple of really good friends from home, including um regular guest Kaylee who's been on the show. So um shout out to him for the for the great night. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty entertaining, I must say. It's a what? it's a very simple idea, but it's great. I didn't know it was just one bar. I thought it was a whole thing. No, it, like around. Nope, it's just one place that does it, and they oh. do it probably like every six weeks or something like that. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was some like big coordinated nope. uh, specific spot of the city thing. Nope, because that, that's what was really funny. Yeah, it's just one one particular DJ that does it, so which is very entertaining. But yesterday was uh, a slow recovery day, and today's good old Father's Day with the fam. So it's good. It's a good weekend. Nice. Yes. So, yeah, happy Father's Day cast, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the 2v1 podcast. I'm Nick. This week, I'm only joined by Alex. I think Josh is coming. We don't really know because he's an idiot. But <laughs> Actually, it's the 2v0 podcast today. Yeah, 2v0 again. We did. You and I did one together like, pff, ages wow, ago. how long ago? Yeah. Like one of the first 20 episodes or yes, something? Yes, it was definitely a long time ago. And then you and Josh yeah. have done one since also. I think it was yeah. the Ivan News one. Whenever it was, oh, that it was before we've done a couple. Yeah, it was before Days of Future Past came out. I remember. Yeah, right. That's right. So good times. <laughs> yeah, and we couldn't we couldn't really get a guest because of the Father Day thing. So yeah, we're just we're just gonna roll into probably some random ass yes. shit. I've I've been playing some really random. Nick's games. been playing random stuff. Um, obviously, I've I've been pretty busy, especially this weekend. Uh, we did get some good emails, so that's good. I I think Nick and I are gonna find a way to to banter for an hour. We're gonna we're just yeah, gonna we'll power figure, through it. We'll figure yeah. it out. I I got an easy starting point. Okay, good. I did play Little Nightmares. Finally. Oh, good. Did you beat it? I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What? Probably like two sittings. Yeah, I did it in two. I was I was planning on doing it in one, but I actually had a uh, really bad first impression of that game. Uh, the way so we compared it to Inside before. Alex talked about it a couple episodes ago. It's it's very very similar. It's very uh, tight and focused on just moving from screen to screen, and occasionally there's a puzzle, mm -hmm. and it doesn't teach you anything. Mm -mm. It doesn't it doesn't teach you any controls and inside didn't either but you could intuit the controls The controls kind of suck in little nightmares. Yeah, they I mean once you figure them out it's okay, but it was like it it was a little bit more complicated than inside so you really needed it needed a tutorial, yeah. I think. Where in inside all you had was like jump and grab. Yeah, there's like and action. Basically yeah, it. there's like action and jump whereas there are two or three different kinds of actions that you can do in Little Nightmares, and the game is short enough that I never actually spent the brain power to be like, this button is specifically this, this button is specific. I don't know, and I just, I screwed up the entire way through the game. So, where I had a really bad first impression, uh, and, and it's so stupid, it was totally my fault, but it was also like, man, 
they I think they missed something here, but at the very like towards the very beginning of the game, you 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 start to learn how to grab things and move and grab onto things so you can like climb. Right. But there's this one point where you have to open up a fridge. It's a it is literally like one or the first five screens of the mm-hmm. game. You open up a fridge and you're supposed to climb the shelves in the fridge. Do you remember this? Uh, was it a really small fridge or a really big one? It was big. It was it was like a tall, like full screen size. I remember fridge. seeing it. Um, I don't remember climbing the shelves in the fridge. I'm not saying I didn't do it. If you're saying it was the only way to do it, I had to. Oh, you had okay, to. Well, then I just, yeah, you had to. Yeah. But you pull open the door and you think there's going to be something in the fridge because there's like some bloody handprints on the yeah. fridge and uh, and so I pull open the door, but it never really explained climbing mm-hmm. yet. Right. So then you can actually continue walking to the right and it, you find a secret area, which there's two kinds of secrets in that game. It's lan- lighting lanterns yes. and, and candles hugging and stuff, these, lighting stuff in and general. candles. Yeah. And hugging these little um, pyramid like heads. Weird, yeah. They're, pyramid they're head called, paper they're hat called gnomes in like in yeah. the Indian game. I don't know. Yeah. So I didn't know, one, that the lantern was a collectible. And that the gnome was a collectible. So when you first get into that room, you have both of them in a single room. And I thought you had to do something with that gnome. I was trying to light its head on fire. <laughs> I was trying to throw it around. There, there was a there was a, a can of propane in that room, mm-hmm. and I thought you had to blow it. They up have they or have something. a lot of really um, conspicuous yes conspicuous items, red herrings lying around, and you basically don't use any of it. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah, that's yeah fine. it's cool from an environment standpoint. It was just this very first part of the game. I was like, what am I missing yep. here? Like, what what am I doing wrong? So then I walked back. I actually looked it up. Like, I had to look up what that's I was pretty supposed intense, to do at yeah. the very beginning and of this game. Th- I would consider that a small failure on, on yeah. their, their end. Yeah, because then once, once I looked it up and it was like, you have to climb the fridge. I was like, oh, I didn't know you could climb like i I didn't know that was a thing so bad first impression but overall really really like yeah it it was it was was a very good it was worth playing period totally yeah Yeah, it's totally worth playing and it it, like if you had any appreciation of inside at all this is right there like i i honestly think it's pretty like similar and it's basically the same thing with inferior controls that's it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 even like how it works and how it progresses mm-hmm. and the story it tells, like it's pretty on yeah. par with Inside, and nobody talked about. Yeah, this the game. only thing that I talked about this when I initially played it is the puzzles aren't as clever as Inside's. You really have to think no. on Inside. There's very little thinking in Little Nightmares. Yeah, there was. Um, I mean, I I liked how, like how uh, much ground you had to cover right. for some yes. of them because it was like it made it feel like oh they really put a lot of thought into this area yeah. of the of the game and that was cool but yeah they were never really like i was never really stumped other than the very beginning yeah, of on the something that you shouldn't have been stumped on it's not yeah which was wasn't clever. even wasn't even a puzzle yeah. or anything but yeah that game was really cool yep. it was really dark and like I think it was actually maybe a little bit more easy to comprehend than inside. Oh, definitely. I mean, and inside is also uh, largely open to interpretation, whereas there's yeah. a pretty cohesive, clear story. Yeah, clear story as to what's going on in Little yeah. Nightmares. Yeah, that game was disgusting. Little Nightmares. Yeah, well, they, I, that and inside, but yeah. Um, well, the, yeah, the yeah. whole like 
grotesquely obese people and everything. Just fat yeah, with, with the no yeah. masks. I, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that it it was just really I loved how it ended. I thought that was sweet Agreed. and um I really liked how it, it wasn't ambiguous like story-wise, but I I liked how ambiguous it was like what your character really yes. was. Agreed. Uh It's I was really impressed by that game. Like the I think the I think the biggest contrast with Inside is that Inside is 2D. You only move left to right. And you have that extra and it's bit also, of depth in Little Nightmares. Yeah, and that goes a long way to like making it feel really detailed. Mm-hmm. Like the whole world felt really detailed. There was a lot of stuff on every screen that made it feel like that world was uh real yeah. kind of like fantastical but sure. real. Where Inside felt very uh, lifeless, which I think was on purpose. Yeah, it, it definitely fit in with the whole experience. But it, yeah. yeah, that's a good word for it. Yeah, yeah, I, re- I, I just, I really want to recommend that game. It's, it's super cool. I think it flew under a lot of people's that's radars. Awesome. Um, I thought you would enjoy it. But this is a more positive review than I expected, and yeah, and I, I think it's totally deserving of it. Yeah, I liked how it uh I liked how it basically treated areas as um sort of like bosses too. Yeah. Like I like that it was like very clear cut sections where this is this thing and this is this other enemy that you have to avoid. Exactly. And, like and all this that. is the antagonist of this area kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I th- I thought that was really cool. And again, goes back to how doing those discrete chapterish things let it they they could really put a lot of detail tailored around sure. that yeah. encounter. And then um speaking of that sort of I guess level design, do you see what I mean now in hindsight how the trailer showed two of those antagonists and two of those areas and then there's yeah. there's enough after it but it's like wow, not a ton, you know. Yeah, you're right. So. Yeah. Because because like I I even said when you mentioned that that I had barely seen any of this mm-hmm. game, but I had seen that yeah. stuff. And I didn't realize that until I played through the whole thing and saw, like, yeah, there really isn't a ton mm-hmm. to this game. It's probably, like, two to three hours yeah. long. Save for having to repeat sections a lot. Yeah. I had to do that a I, lot. There, there were several parts that I had to as well, and, and that kind of sucked. But it wasn't a serious detriment overall. No. And, and I think it probably came a lot down to... Uh, Patience controls and patience like there were some times where you really did have to like stop and wait not just constantly and i just wasn't willing to do that sometimes yeah yeah me me either yeah yeah so i uh i really wish more people would play that it's they're they're gonna come out with dlc which i kind of want to play but i don't know that i'll play we'll we'll see whenever i don't think it's out Mm -hmm. yet but yeah yeah and and i i remember i actually i got some little code for like an alternate thing that you can wear on six's head when it because oh, I yeah the game and it was uh it was we've given away codes before and that was when i actually was able to uh successfully give away so yeah we'll, nice we'll see what happens um for future content i i i, I guess we'll wrap we don't need to talk yeah. more about little nightmares but like uh i am curious what six was yes. your character yes like that that was that was the only thing that was left kind of up in Did the air. Did you do any post reading? No. Do that.
There's okay. some cool theories. Um, actually, there's there's one specific blog that was written that I liked, and I think it explained things pretty well. I recommended it to friend Tommy. He played it and enjoyed the game as well. So after this, I'll actually send that to you. Actually, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll probably tweet it just so anybody else who is uh, who's also curious can check that out. Yeah, I'm. I just can't believe how no one really talked Agreed. about this game. Like it, it's just. I heard about it on maybe one or two podcasts, and people were like, yeah, it's good. And just for how much people, like, freaked out about Inside... Didn't get enough attention. Like, this it, this did not get enough and attention. And it came out of nowhere, yeah, for, you know, for me, when I saw it, I'm like, hey, this looks really interesting. I don't know where it came from, yeah. but it looks interesting. So Yeah. Yeah. So, Little Nightmares is really yep. cool and worth playing. It's on every platform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I, I now I'm now we're getting into the super random well, stuff. Speaking of of nightmarish things, uh, tell yes. me about your experience with we, we've kind of like referenced this off and on randomly. The evil within. Yeah. Well, you when we started the podcast was around the time you played. Yeah, this, I, I played it uh, like first. right when it came out. Yeah. And it's uh, I mean, the evil within two just got announced at E3. Um, I did not play this game when it first came out i just didn't really have any interest and it also got a little negative buzz from pretty much everywhere Mm -hmm. um which maybe it's a little deserving of some of the negativity but i just randomly wanted to play it over the weekend i needed something to do something to play because i'm still in between games just doing like backlog stuff and since they announced the sequel i was like okay this game must have sold enough that they're doing a sequel, mm-hmm. so like that's I I got to know why, and it's also from the creator of Resident Evil and Resident Evil Four and Vanquish and a bunch of other cool games that I've really liked. So I just had to give it a shot. And the PC version does something really cool. It has a demo, which is really uncommon, and it lets you play the first three chapters. That's pretty extensive. Which that's significant. Yeah. And if you if you like it, you can then just buy it and you keep your progress, which is so amazing. Yeah, that is really nice. You so, don't just buy it and have so to that, replay that BS. Yeah, yeah, because I definitely would no. not. <laughs> I mean, the the first and getting into what I like, what is interesting about this game is that like it did hook me. Uh, it's really weird and it's super grotesque. Yes, Again, it another is. another very disgusting game, and. It got me right away with like, what the hell is happening in this? It's it's very strange. There's just people getting tortured to death by a light yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that turns them into like zombies or something. Yeah. And then also your main character is losing his mm-hmm. mind or something, which I'm getting a lot of Twin Peaks vibes. Oh, totally. 100%. Yeah. Which we can, I feel like you can compare to like every horror thing yeah. ever. Because it's but, been so yeah. influential. Yeah, yeah, but that, like, immediately when, it, how you save in this game, you go into, like, some alternate dimension, and you're, it, there's a woman at this counter, and you sit in this yeah, chair. Yeah, the hub world is like checking into a mental asylum. It's really cool. Yeah. A hospital. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Like, that, that stuff is super interesting to me, and. And doing the upgrades, I you had, sit in that chair, and. Yeah, and you, like, collect brain juice, yeah. and, and inject shit into your head, and that upgrades your stats mm-hmm. and stuff like it's it's very different mm-hmm. i think and so i i was hooked by the first three chapters it just feels like shit <laughs> that, that game that game controls like total 
total garbage. Yeah, I, I felt like I was always struggling to do what I actually wanted to do. It, the translating yeah. my thoughts into patterns on the controller were suspect at best. Yeah, and it's it's like they didn't learn anything after Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like, because Resident Evil 4 started and will really define over-the-shoulder third-person shooting. And it was clunky. Like I've said before, that game is still really yeah, clunky. But, but I actually it's think it hard plays better than Evil Within. Having well, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna say that too. I would. I would say it probably does also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like what happened on the way to this? Who you knows? Know? It just. Uh, it just. I feel like I'm fighting it often. Yep. And the uh, one of the problems. Why why it worked in Resident Evil 4 is the enemies were relatively slow moving. Yeah, right? most of them were. Like most of them for most of the game. In Evil Within, there's They're fast frantic. stuff. Yeah, and and they actually and the way did, did you ever notice when you go to aim that it doesn't aim where you when you go to like zoom in and aim that it's not aiming where you think it's going to. So like you might be aiming on their head and then you go to zoom in and then it's not on their head it's anymore. It's been too long. Uh, but that's interesting only because a lot of games, I think even Resident Evil's, his, some of them might have had this option. When you aim a gun, sometimes there's a setting that allows you to either aim where you are looking or where your character is looking. And I wonder if that's in that game. I don't know. It it should be where the reticle is. Whatever it is, times. it doesn't feel natural. Yeah, no. and And I find that to be a really big problem because like there will be something coming at me and I'm like lining it up and then, and then I go to zoom in and then I'm aiming totally somewhere else. Yeah. And so that's a big problem. And it, and like, first of all, the, one of the biggest negatives with this game when it came out was that it's letterboxed. There's always black bars because it's so it's decent looking. I'm like, I want it on the whole screen. Did this game come out for 360 and PS3? I don't remember. I want to say it did which probably held back what they could do yeah. and they wanted to make it just, you know, it, it could render consistently across last gen and new I'm gen. curious cuz I actually don't think it did, but continue and I'll check. Oh, okay, because that's the only reason I would have guessed it would have had the letterboxing stuff because because even on PC it still does right. that. So it so there's that whole thing and it makes you feel very it's very claustrophobic. Like, if you're very zoomed into your character at all times, and I feel like I can't really see anything. Dude, it did come out I, on those. I bet you're right. I thought that's so. That's impressive. Good call. Yeah. So, that that's probably why, and I really hope Evil Within 2 does not have Same. those anymore. Yeah. And, I, and I hope it zooms out a little bit. But, yeah. So, like, I feel like I can't see anything. I can't really control my character. I felt and, ill-equipped in hostile yeah. situations. Yeah. And, and then... This actually feels like a survival horror game. Yeah, wh- and, and, you know, it, in it's, a way. it's tough. There's, that's, there's like a fine line to tread because sometimes in survival horror games, because of less than perfect controls, it lends itself to you feeling more helpless, which is a good thing. But it's like there's other ways to do that. You know, like if you have perfect yeah. gameplay but straight up have very sparing resources and thing and very difficult enemies then that's a better way of doing it that's what i mean uh, the resources mm-hmm. i f- i feel like you don't have anything yeah. in this do you, game do you go back ever. to that mental hospital and open the little morgue trays and stuff i love doing that oh i just learned about that that will help uh, you last night yeah there's a lot yeah, of supplies okay. in there okay i just learned about that last so night. how far um, are you i'm only on chapter four. chapter four chapter four 
I don't remember, obviously I don't remember the chapters, but there is one spot, because I talked about it on that podcast a long time ago, whenever I just said, okay, this is Resident Evil 4, you get to like an area that even reminds me of those sort of ruins-ish stuff toward the end of Resident Evil 4, you're on an island, yeah, and yeah. you are fighting zealots again. Like basically the oh, exact really? same. Trust me, you'll know when you get there. It's hilarious. Okay. Do they say more to your SVU? Uh They should. And <laughs> I'm, I, I think they even have like big wooden shields and everything just like oh, wow. four. And, and remember nice. the silver weapon cases? I told you about them. They're in this game too. Yes, that's true. They yeah, are so in this. It's, You're right. it's just Resident Evil 4, a little clunkier, really but better looking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why I was enticed by it, because okay. ser- seriously, I was very torn about playing this. I, I was waiting to text you about it, because I didn't know if I was going to surprise you on, on recording. Yeah. But you and couldn't I was going back through and... it fast enough, because it's being frustrating. Well, yeah, and I got through those first three chapters, and I technically hadn't bought the game yet. And I was like, man, do I want to keep playing this? Like, it's kind of, I'm interested in the story, sort of, and like the setting. And it does feel like Resident Evil 4, even though clunky. And I don't know. I just was very torn, but I did end up buying it. And like, and how much did you pay for it at this point? Like twenty bucks? Ten, oh, ten yeah, bucks. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, and and actually, that's great that I barely spent anything because I'm still unsure if I will continue exactly. playing this game. Like, you'd be freaking uh, out at this point if you spent thirty or forty on it or something. Yeah, yeah. Like last night, I was I texted you real quick to tell you like this game is fucking frustrating mm-hmm. because it it starts off so poorly. First of all, in that second chap, first chapter where you have to avoid the chainsaw guy. Yeah. Yep. God, that was terrible. Yeah. That that was so terrible. Yeah, you were talking about how you had to. You were really struggling with a chasing scene. I think. Yeah. Well, there's another yeah. one. So that that first one was basically how the game starts, and like that is such a bad way to start that mm-hmm. game because like it it doesn't teach you anything. Yeah. Give you time to at least it, become familiar with the already somewhat inadequate controls. Yeah, it barely, barely gives you a tutorial where I feel like that game really needed some better, uh, like, control explanation because um, you it you can pick up shit and throw things to distract them. Never tells you yep. that. Never tells you how to do mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so it took me a bit to figure it's that it's out. It's like and bottles and tr- bricks and stuff, like Last of Us, right? Yeah, yeah like Last yeah. of Us, basically. Yeah, and only you have no situational awareness, where in Last of Us you could listen to yes. things. In Evil Within, you have to use your very tiny, limited view to try and figure out where things yeah. are. But, yeah, so that was bad. And then in Chapter 4, you have to run from something now. Like, it's not just it's not just hide and avoid it. You have to run from it. And I thought you had to fight it, so I wasted a whole bunch of ammo on it. And then I, had, and then I was like, oh, wait, you're supposed to okay. run. And it was garbage. It was garbage, and it pissed me off, and I was like, man, I don't want to do yeah. this. I don't want to play this this part of the game. This sucks. So I hope that's limited. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember. If you remember. I, I wish I could remember. This is so long ago. I mean, uh, actually, I think three years ago. Which Yeah, it's from uh, 2015. 2015, or I think I just read 14. Maybe it's 14. I thought it was 15. Which, Maybe it is Yeah, 14. it is 14. And, like, seriously, that's oh. crazy to me. Because um, I played it a month after it came out. So that's almost three years ago that I played it. Yeah. So, you know, I can't remember point by point all the stuff. But I admit to you, I never got to a point that was so frustrating where I seriously, I, I kind of wanted to, like, quit. Which is, you're right on the fence right now. So I am. Yeah, yeah I, I really yeah. am. It's, uh, 
I, I was even thinking the whole time I'm playing this, I'm like, wait, why did I just buy yeah. this game? Well, <laughs> what, what, what am I doing? I hope doing? you can power through where you're at now because overall, I did enjoy it. I, I liked the time that I spent with it. My final complaint, I remember it was like a love affair in the beginning. And then as the game progressed, I started to get pretty uh, disenchanted <laughs> with some of the aspects. Like I complained on the podcast about a, a freaking turret sequence that they put into it. And I was like, you of guys course. almost made it out. You almost yeah. made it out, and then that's how it had to end. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna keep playing it because I even this morning after last night was frustrating. I was like, uh, yeah, I want to yeah. play it. I just didn't have time yeah. before we recorded, so I'll continue. I uh, oh shit, I just forgot where I was going. the 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 allure of it really is the setting. Mm-hmm. I agree. Just and, and the way it weirdness. looks and how disgusting, like you said, everything. It's really twisted stuff. It is really the fucked up. The cover of the game like, is perfect for that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, beca- and and also that whenever it shows that's why people are all like twisted mm-hmm. and uh shitty. It like a light shines on this guy and then all of a sudden he's just wrapped up in barbed yeah, wire. Yeah, the, it's <laughs> very like, device torture device focused. Which yeah, is so it's weird. like uh it's like sad- sadism. Yeah. Like people like people just being tortured. Yeah. yeah. It's it's cool. And that that I feel like I haven't seen too much, and it's it feels sort of fresh, totally even though is. it's like a couple years old now. There, but. there's in terms of, I guess the way everybody is being uh, deranged and everything. That's pretty fresh, and I don't think anybody did it before or after, really. Yeah, the uh, I I kept trying to think like. Uh, it's kind of like Silent Hill. It definitely is very it's Silent Hill, and a little bit of there was an old there's an old Xbox game I played ages ago called The Suffering. There's oh there's, yeah oh right The Suffering was actually the enemies were kind of yep, like that yep yeah. but the, this is actually Silent Hill was definitely the best comparison. It it plays like Resident Evil Four and has the subject matter and content of a Silent Hill game because like there's one boss with the safe head we called them safe heads i called them safe maybe yeah. that's what they actually are obviously that's like straight up pyramid head yeah so. uh holy shit this game is so reminiscent of the suffering yeah. in a lot yeah of actually ways. i'm glad i uh, pulled that out of my butthole for that <laughs> yeah that really was a pull because that that was like your character's going crazy and for some reason everybody's just real uh and you're like in a prison and, and you're in a prison the, god the yeah. worst thing about that game it was so stupid just every five minutes maybe even more uh an image would flash on the screen and make like a scary noise yeah i I did not play that after like four times and it does it the whole game (laughs) i watched i basically watched ty play through that entire Mm -hmm. game so i i mostly i only watched that game but i saw like everything and you're right if i remember it shows um oh god i don't have time to look up pronunciation (laughs) i think it shows uh rorschach ink blots and then it would do like a scary noise so that sounds familiar yeah yeah so i'm excited that i at least gave this a shot and uh maybe i'll end up just watching a story synopsis after some point if there's some really really frustrating section i did put it on easy that that's what i was that's what i was looking for earlier i started on normal played the first three on normal i felt like i was really struggling to have uh ammo health kits, etc. So I put it on easy, and I'm glad I did because in Chapter 4 also, there's a part where it just throws a ton of enemies at you. It just it just randomly turns into like this horde mode thing. Um, I don't know if... It, you get locked in a room, 
prior to that chase sequence. And then it's like it puts a bloody thing over the door, kind of like an, a hack and slash, like Devil May Cry, like beat all the enemies in here before you can go through the door. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. But so you have to fight all of these enemies. And I wasted all of my ammo trying to kill all of them. And if I had been on normal, I would have had significantly less and yeah. I have no idea how I would have beat that section. Yeah, and that's right. You're still on easy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm glad I'm playing on easy because I really do just want to experience that game, not really struggle through it. Not not fight it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what Evil Within 2 is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's timely that you're experiencing it because, you know, like you said, you'll you'll have a good idea of whether or not you liked it enough to maybe check out 2. I mean, I definitely want to. I was hoping that 2... I could just jump in to two like that. Whenever it came out that that was actually announced and whatever people were talking about it, they were like, I didn't play the first one. Do I need to play the first one? And it was like a resounding yes. Yeah. Like if if they keep the same content and refine the gameplay, it has, it stands a chance to be amazing. Oh yeah. I I would really hope they refine the gameplay. I mean, it's been three some years. It probably comes out next year. It's not this year. I don't think so. If anything, I would love if they like rebuilt that game and mm-hmm. didn't build like jump off of that engine or yeah, anything. That would exactly. be nice. But yeah, I played another random game. What's that? Tekken. Which one? The new one. Tekken awesome. Seven. Yeah. Wow. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about here because um, Tekken. I bet because yeah, because it's a random <laughs> fighter. Yeah. But uh, I I just wanted to bring it up because it is it is new. It recently came out like two weeks ago three weeks ago and i've never really played tekken i played tekken tag on ps2 and i just randomly like i've been taught playing a lot of stuff with aj on on ps4 and we want to play fighting games and we both were like let's get tekken it's yeah. new you know like it like i we didn't want to get injustice because it's basically just mortal Kombat. it's the same thing and you you've been playing mortal Kombat. when yeah. did tekken come out I want to. I think like two or three weeks ago. It was very oh, recent. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah and, why not? And like nobody, I totally forgot this game even existed up until it was coming out. And then I heard like one podcast say like, "Hey, Tekken Seven's out. It's mm-hmm. Tekken." Yeah. But uh, it so it's it's kind of fun just jumping into something I'm super unfamiliar with, and Tekken's weird. It is really weird. It's very difficult yeah, to play. Uh, I feel like the the real uh, core, like fighting, Japanese style fighting, games. fighting game, yeah, like Tekken, and the one that I always use as an example, Dead or Alive. They are difficult. Um, yeah, you can just barely get through like a, a story mode on yeah. easier difficulties, and you go online, forget about it. You're yeah, gonna play with Japanese people who are going to just wax your ass yeah <laughs> 100 times out of 100 yeah like coming off of mortal kombat mortal kombat is so basic like mm-hmm. you you do two directions and a special and a face button and it's a special move and then yep. it's punch and kick and that's really it mm-hmm. the thing is though mortal kombat's a lot faster which i never expected i i thought these games moved more quickly but tekken is totally about timing more like, deliberate yeah and and the whole blocking thing is very weird. You block by not moving. And, and, yeah. and that just blew my mind. Like, yeah. if you're holding a direction or if you're pressing a button, that means you're open to an attack. If you're standing still, high or low, you have to, like, move up and down. That's how you block. And that's that's really difficult to grasp for yep. me. But uh, 
Yeah, I only played a little bit. I'll maybe have more about it. But the, the coolest thing about 7 is that it has every single cutscene from every single Tekken game in it. And you can just watch them. That is really cool. Yeah. And f- for somebody that has... Who really never cares really, about the franchise. I know nothing about it. Never really played them. That's yeah. super cool to go back and watch them. I watched the uh, the first one. I watched all the ending cutscenes and stuff for the first one today. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what that game looks like? Um, absolute shit. And yeah. um, the, the thing that I associate most strongly with Tekken... Uh, can't remember his name. I don't know if it's like Jack or it's something very basic. But it's they a guy have very with like, basic names. A guy with a leopard's yeah, head. King. King, King, King. I love it. I, I was thinking Power Stone when I said Jack. Yeah, uh, yeah. I loved King. That's what I associate with uh, Tekken. Yeah, I, and actually, whenever I was looking at the roster, I, I realized, oh, I do kind of remember some of these characters, sure. even with my really limited experience, like Hi Heihachi and Yoshi Yoshi Mitsu is super weird. Yo- Yoshi Mitsu is in Soul Calibur. Yes, randomly. he is. Yeah, he's got one of those no masks too. Yeah, Love it. yeah. He awesome. he's always very strange looking in yeah. these games. He looks he looks like some he looks like a Xenomorph kind of in this one. <laughs> and it's like a that I love that. It's, it's yeah. like a combination of a ninja and then like something uh other like a demon yeah yeah demon like fantastical the thing, use that word again yeah the thing i always think of is in in japanese lore there's like oni that's like the demons and i always think that's what he's like an oni samurai or something definitely definitely but, yeah so it has all that it has all this extra stuff that's like really just goofy and fun that i never would have thought it had i thought it was very just by the numbers just straight one-on-one fighting you know tier like work your way up a tier and it's deeper than that and it's a little deeper it has all these really silly customization things it has this mode where you just fight and unlock loot chests and you get weird things to put on your character like you That's can cool. set up yeah you can you can establish like your own uh late like load loadouts is <laughs> the first word that came to my mind like you yeah. can you can set up here's what's on my head here's what's on my body all these other things and then like save a couple of those and pick them when you go to play. And um, Injustice 2 is doing that also. So it's kind of funny to see that two fighting games all How of a sudden came out very together. Yeah, they came out very close together and also very different and did something similar. Injustices actually gives you stat boosts and stuff, hmm. which is a point of contention, I guess, in the fighting community right now. But Tekken's all cosmetic and it's just goofy. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's cool. I'm looking forward to digging into it and actually like fighting somebody. I'm gonna play with AJ. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'll probably try to play online. They, they probably a have like times. a tag team mode where you you and AJ can tag each other in against two other people. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see any like the one thing I wish this game had is a training mode, it, and it does not. And that's surprising. I feel like all fighting games have that. I feel like they usually do too, but it just has a practice mode, and so I'm like, oh, I guess that's what I meant. Oh no, I I meant like a guided training because oh, there okay. there are there are some things to that game that I don't understand and it's also very different per character. Like every character totally. they all and they're like really uh intricate move sets. Yeah, and that's kind of what I mean with how simple Mortal Kombat and Injustice is. Like every character does basically the same thing. They just might be a little bit faster or slower or might be more focused on punches or kicks or something. Right. But how you do combos and like set up 
anything in Tekken is very character specific. I've already noticed that. And it's really hard to grasp. Yes. So I just wish it had some sort of training mode that like walked you through, like pick this character. Here's a general idea, like how you link things together or something, you know? Yeah. Or like, and sort of walk you through maybe like one of each type of combo, not all of them, just to get you a feel for the character. Yeah. Like you can look at the move list at any time. Yeah. And um, I, I remember back in the day looking at move lists and fighters was like indecipherable where they would expect you to know this button is a high punch or a mid yeah. punch. And that's and like would, a step above where we're playing. And it would label <laughs> it that way. And I was like, why do you not just put, I, I mean, I understand you could play this on an arcade, but if you're playing the console version, it should recognize you're using a controller or a fight stick. And, and then it should you display just, it in your just, control scheme. Yeah. It should just remap and it yeah. should say what you're using. Yeah. And Tekken does that, which is really nice. Oh, so nice. yeah. So it's, a. am learning it a little bit easier than I expected. I would, uh, I'm only fighting the computer, and I'm doing okay against the computer. So, yeah, very nice, very very random thing for me, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun too. So, I uh, I just got before the podcast. I got done playing some Father's Day cart with my dad. Really? Because yeah, I have tried multiple times in my life to like get my dad to understand very basic concepts on a controller, and it's just that that barrier. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they, they just cannot. Older people cannot master the dual analog stick, right? Or you know, so many, just a lot of different things like that. And uh, I used to get like mad, like watching, trying to explain it. It, it's it just, is, it's weird. It's very frustrating. Yeah, um, it, it's weird to be like, wow, there really is this big divide between generations. Like exactly, just, we just can pick it up so much faster, but they yeah, can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, we were playing, but what I was going to praise is that smart steering, which uh, by the way, some people don't even know it's in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch, Nick being one of them. I mean, yeah, I had no idea. He played the game for a while and he had it on and AJ and I, we were playing and Yodi were playing online and we're like, dude, you got to turn that off. That's, that's the real game. And he didn't even know. Yeah. It it starts by default, which I think is weird. It doesn't let you um, fall off the track. Yeah. And, and basically steers the car for you almost yeah um so and they also have auto accelerate which i'm assuming that just means you're going forward all the time probably yeah yeah, but he he, that really is perfect for situations like that because i put that on and his first race he got third which i loved oh wow then he got like seventh eighth and tenth but still (laughs) it it was really cool to be able to like share that experience and it's like yeah well he can fumble his way through this with smart steering on so you were Um, just letting him play you weren't playing uh oh no we were playing a grand prix together oh what did he think about the controller uh he was fine yeah it wasn't too small no i mean it was and and it was nice for me to say there's like if there's a new person playing or somebody that i know is going to struggle i don't even tell about power sliding i'm like yeah, items, of course, steering, yeah. gas. That's all you need to know. So he wasn't overwhelmed or anything, and it, yeah. it was a lot of fun. The only thing that really sucks is when you do the mini controllers, because I still have to get a pro. Um, the left trigger for the items is not being very responsive for me, and I'm not happy about it. Well, this is the left Joy-Con thing, probably. Uh, you have mentioned that before. Oh, it's a real problem. <sighs> Yeah, that's a that's a real thing. We we've talked about that a bunch. Like you that, have, and and I I admit it's sort of gone over my head because I I couldn't relate. I thought maybe by this point with you getting one, 
they because they did fix them. They they fixed them in shipments, and you would have got like a more recent one. But yeah. I'm, I wonder if maybe that's still a problem because I only ever noticed it. It's just overall in general unresponsiveness. If on it the really, left Joy-Con. Yeah, on the left Joy-Con, the entire Not thing. Not the right. Not the right, just left. And I have to contact Nintendo. Yeah, it's apparently really easy. Um, I need to do it's it. It's still effort. I need to do it too. It's bullshit. <laughs> I'm so and the mad. and the funny thing is, all they do is put in some little like piece of styrofoam or something, and it helps. It's really weird. Oh it, my you god! Should, you I should hate look that. it up. I yeah. want a new controller that works. I don't want styrofoam. Well, no, look look it up. It's like this tiny little thing that they had to put in that helps it signal somehow. It's it's That's very so weird. Weird. Okay, so just Google it, and I should be able to figure out how this works. Yeah, it's apparently really painless. Um, freaking better. Man. I don't know if you remember when we were when we were playing cart. Uh, AJ was talking about it. Yes, I do remember his, that. His got lost in the mail. Oh my god. Yeah, which is the which is the post office's fault, not yeah, Nintendo's. Yeah, big surprise there. Yeah. But oh my god, that that's uh They give you a label. They give you a label and everything, I believe. Yeah. I believe. So. I'm going Well, I'll just I'll get a pro controller that way I won't be screwed without it. Yeah, I just I haven't done mine yet cuz I was still playing it. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's a, it's But a the real right problem. one's totally fine. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that, just the you left. You know what? And that's so frustrating because usually when it comes to hardware, Nintendo Nintendo's is good. Yeah. They, they, like they are the sturdiest, best, timeless pieces of hardware you can get. Yeah, it's it's odd because it just has something to do with it with it reaching the the switch when it's docked. Because yeah. it whenever I first got it and like where I have mine located, if I sit directly in front of it, like six or so feet away, seven feet, eight feet. It's fine. Six, seven. Yeah, it's it's okay. It <laughs> well, doesn't that's have weird a problem because we're we're out there in my brother's uh, loft room and sitting maybe five feet. Oh down. wow! Yeah, so mm. very frustrating. Like I even took the uh, I took the slidey thing off. That's what I'm going to refer to it as. I, and, I don't even know what they're officially yeah, called. Who knows? And uh, and and it still wasn't performing super well for him. I was frustrated because. Right before we started recording, I came in here, you know, to like get ready, and I came out there, and he's like, "Alex, how do I get this thing off?" And he had slid it on upside down. I was real upset. Oh, I was like, wow. "You have to match the symbols." Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, he must, and he must have like forced it on. <laughs> yeah, and it was real hard to get off. I was oh, nervous, geez. but yeah. yeah. Well, now I feel better because now I know that it's gonna be quasi replaced anyway. Yeah, we were we were joking a while. Like Josh kept bringing it up because he throws Nintendo under the bus any chance he gets. Yeah, he he would bring it up when the Switch first came out, and like. Nobody was really saying how big of an issue it was. It was just news outlets reporting on it. Mm -hmm. And then Nintendo finally came out and said, like, yeah, this is yeah, an issue. Yeah, we acknowledge it. Yeah, here's, here's our program to do it. And then I experienced it. And basically everybody I knew that had one experienced it. That so. is so lame that I waited that long and got presumably a fresh console. You, you must. Yeah, I have no idea how you got one because it yeah. was supposed to be fixed in, in everything now. So, yeah. Lucky me. Lucky you. <laughs> Murphy's Law. Yeah. Of course. I wanted to go somewhere with Switch, and I forgot. ARMS is out. I'm not going to get it. No, I'm, I'm not either. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed I the, the test punch, but it, it's, not, it's not something I would put any real time into. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really have any interest in trying I mean, to bottom like, line, learn that game. I would never play it by myself, obviously. Right. Um, the only way I would do it is play it online, and I'd rather be playing cart. Yeah, exactly. Period. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I got to play it handheld for the first time when I when I took the my flight. 
Oh, yeah, you haven't been using it that way. It was the first time I ever even looked at it handheld. And I played oh, Mario, Mario Kart on the plane. So amazing. It's great. It, it, we, we've it's talked the about, coolest thing. Yeah, we've talked about the, the wonderful pickup and play a Grand Prix nature of Mario Kart. And my plane was landing at like quarter after 10. And I had basically, I closed my eyes when I got on the plane. And I didn't even open them until we were like in the air over halfway there. So I, I opened my eyes at 940 and I was like, well, that's too much time to do nothing, but it's too little time to do anything substantial. Yeah. Mario Kart. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I Got just, in two I Grand Prix and landed. I just played one before we recorded because there I was you go. like, I don't know what to do and I'm just going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. We had like a 25 minute window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so great. What it a, really what is. an amazing, I want everything on the Switch. I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. I wanted to play Spelunky the other yeah. day yeah. and I was like, that should be on the Switch. Like every single indie game like that should be on the Switch, and it, and you know it's funny. I really want. Um, uh, I've been I've lately had a hankering to play some more Skyrim, and I've been wanting to get. <laughs> you could get the Switch I version. Know, like I I want to get it on Xbox One because I love one of my buddies, Matt. I love chatting with him and playing any Elder Scrolls game. Like it's the perfect thing. But having it handheld, oof, it'd be pretty yeah. cool. Get the yeah. special Link outfit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I have no. Did we even mention that on the E three episode? That it, I don't actually. I don't think we. We did, might have that, skipped over. That, that comes out in fall of this year, right? I I was just gonna say I don't know. I, I wasn't. I'm, I wasn't sure. I'm pretty certain it comes out in fall of this year. Because I know they're doing VR for Skyrim, which is funny. Nice. But yeah, the Switch version. The Switch version is probably going to be the old version. It's not going to be the um. Yeah. The remastered, like yeah, and that's yeah. that's another reason why I, I still would rather just get it for like Xbox. But, yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see. It's not, it's not a high priority. But you you mentioned VR. I I do one day want to get to experience something in that, and, I, and I've been thinking. About I do it too. Recently. Yeah, and I've been I've been thinking about it recently. I want to play RE7 in VR real bad. Oh no, you could too. You I, could get a um, PSVR. Yeah, that would be. So freaking awesome. It's still too big of an investment, though, for one thing right now. They're also still really hard to get. Oh, really? Yeah, That's kind of crazy. It's sold, apparently, very well. And, yeah, they're hard to find sometimes. I, I saw I've... one on uh, eBay Daily Deals probably about a month ago. Oh, really? I think. Yeah. Oh, I maybe think so. maybe it's better now. I thought I heard that it was maybe. still a problem. Well, maybe I, it um, is retail. You know, like in physical Maybe retail. Stores. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so surprising. And they did announce a whole bunch of games, so they're still... They're still supporting it, which mm -hmm. is good. I yeah, guess. we talked about Doom VFR. Yeah, which I was like, "What's VFR?" Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then I figured it out after I gave it. I thought about the context of the game and gave it about ten seconds, and I realized. Yeah. Right. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess real quick, I want to correct something that we were floundering with on the E3 episode. Oh, goody. Uh, Supermassive, the developer that made Until Dawn, on PS4. We kept getting we kept getting confused on what exactly they're doing, and they announced like three games at E3, which was very weird. Yeah. Um, it was the Inpatient, which is a VR game. Uh huh. And Josh was talking about that. Yes. But we could. I kept getting confused on who was doing what. And like the Elijah Wood thing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. something else. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're doing that. The one that is like until dawn again, only it's co-op. Um. Wow, I hidden hidden agenda. That's yes, also yeah, them. That's correct. And they also did another VR shooter game. So I just wanted to clear that up in case yes. we made people very confused. But Good call. Yeah, they are doing a whole lot, which is weird because I'd never heard of them until until dawn. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, speaking of until dawn, uh, our listeners can look forward to that in the future. Uh, oh, did near, you buy? You bought yeah, it, didn't you? I, I bought PS Plus, and well, so now I can play Killing Floor. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And I got Until Dawn and Horizon, but Nick and I will be playing Until Dawn via SharePlay. So yes, expect I can't that wait. I'm excited in the coming weeks. Yeah, I'm actually the timing is perfect too because I have an exam this coming Tuesday tomorrow on the episode, and <laughs> then I'll. I'll it, my my life is very cyclical whenever I'm in class because I go for a couple of weeks. And then as an exam is approaching, I basically can't play any video games. But then right after it, I just like just go crazy. So yeah, time, perfect timing. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. Awesome. Can't wait. The the only the only thing I'm a little worried about, it didn't it didn't bother us with the order with like quick time stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is a tiny bit of lag still over. Tiny bit. So even if it's just me watching you play, I don't care. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it should be good. We we know as far as like I, I don't know what AJ's connection is like, but you know, I have fiber, and I think your internet actually good it's too. based on the host, and you have you have really good internet, so you um, should be good. And more importantly, what my connection would be doing is uploading technically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fiber is on. Unre- I mean, I I think I have gigabit upload. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> that should be pretty good. Yeah, because even whenever I was maybe uh, that's why bloodborne was good exactly because if you're saying there's a little bit of a lag that would be like just kill it in the crib for bloodborne but yeah and i was able to play it it, i mean there was like a millisecond of lag for you yeah that's right hey so it's a non-issue yeah and speaking of uploading and lag and that sort of thing share play um friend uh listener kaylee was he brought up the whole beam thing again and yeah I don't know. I just wanted to point this out to listeners because I didn't know about it. They did I talk about their name change? Did we say that? At we all? didn't even mention it. No. Yeah, just real quick. I, I talked several weeks ago about a new streaming service from. Well, it's on Xbox and it's like built into the into the dash now in your guide, which is, I think it's better than Twitch because I never liked having to open the Twitch app and start the broadcast. I, I'm so lazy. I realize that. Um, it's a pain in the ass on the console. It is. I it, don't, it really is. I don't feel like doing it. And this yeah. now, I you, it's it's a two button experience. You bring up the guide and you broadcast on what is now called Mixer. They changed yeah. the name. Um, it seemed kind of silly, but also just so everybody knows, yes, it belongs to Microsoft, but it was not originally a Microsoft product. It was actually a startup, which wow. I think is freaking awesome. You know, probably a couple of kids our age who had this great idea and uh, like I think one of the main differences is you can set up like a group of streamers yes for that's people really a, cool it's amazing it's it's yeah. a huge discerning I mean it, it's actually I see no reason why it shouldn't be a, a huge competitor for Twitch so uh, but it's called Mixer now but again if, if people have not tried it yet uh, especially if if you know you like doing the social gaming with friends and you know watching each other play it's worth checking out so definitely uh Check it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that whole mo- simultaneous streaming thing yeah. is sweet as hell because yep. it's it's kind of still a little difficult to do, even if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you can coordinate all that with everybody and then try and pump out through one stream, like here's all of us playing together in different locations and stuff. You're right. Yeah. So that's that's sweet. Yep. It, it would be cool to see that that take off. I agree. Yeah. Um, You mentioned Killing Floor. I have not got to play that again, um, but we did get some corrections from a listener, uh, which I, I think are important. 
Um, we got corrections from Matt about Killing Floor 2, which is still free on PS Plus right now. Uh, basically, just clearing some things up. Killing Floor 2 has been on PS4. I thought okay. it had launched on, on PS Plus. It came out last year. So, Wait, never launched ha- on PS Plus or PC? Did you mean? It, it's been on PC. Okay. But it's been on PS4 since last year. I oh, thought, you're saying you're saying you thought it came to PS4 with the PS Plus version. Right. Yeah, that's why I thought it was crazy. I was like, oh man, this game just came out on the console. It's $40 in, and they're doing it for free, whatever. So nice. it's, it's been out. But nice. uh, yeah, so... Thank you, Matt. Yeah, thank you. There's there's two other things. Um, about the loot, because we sort of talked about it. Um, you The whole uh, customization stuff for your character, it seemed very limited. And we didn't know how it dropped. We thought you had to actually complete a match, which is pretty difficult. He says it does randomly drop. It's not only just crates. So that's good to know. You can still get stuff. Mm-hmm. It just seems very minor or limited or something. But sure. again, I have, we haven't got to play it a whole lot. And then also following up with that, he says he doesn't think a drop is guaranteed from bosses, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he also sent us a very long list of tips which was re- apparently really helpful because josh has played since and did beat a game so oh, nice yeah. yeah you know what's so. hilarious is the way those enemies look is uh, the episode image that you did last week or two weeks ago um it reminds me of that i told i talked about it on the podcast a long time ago that ridiculous stephen king movie cell oh Remember yeah where cell phones turned people into zombies yes it actually reminds me very much of that really like yeah you can see that weird thing in their throat or whatever that yeah the, the screamer the girl yeah i don't know it just it, it made me think of that a lot so. was that something in the cell movie um there was something i mean don't forget it was just it was sort of like techno cyber organic because of that notion about how it sent a signal and it turned you into like this psychotic yeah raving lunatic thing yeah right i was gonna say did they did they somehow like grow hardware in their bodies i i i I think so wow i don't know why i I think there was something weird like electrical or techno i don't know that's weird because that's not what the book was (laughs) i still think that movie was really entertaining yeah it's it got horrible reviews but i liked it yeah but that's what it made me think of whenever i saw that yeah i want to play more of that game and we we should play now totally. whenever you whenever you get a chance um yeah, yeah. i just haven't had a chance I, I haven't i really didn't get much time to play anything this yeah. week it'll be than... it'll be awesome especially with all three of us playing too That'd yeah be pretty cool yeah uh do you want to emails move into emails yeah yes definitely uh, we got a couple emails you can write your own email to us questions comments or concerns feedback at 2v1podcast.com also get at us on social media at 2v1podcast uh, the first one we'll address is from Kaylee, mm-hmm. friend of the show. Uh, with the announcement of the new Metroid games, it would seem that the overall opinion of Nintendo's presentation this year was stellar. After speaking with a friend of mine, he shed some light on an opinion that I wanted to extend to you and get your thoughts. He expressed that, yes, it's great to finally have these games coming, and it's been long overdue. That being said, everyone seems to be drinking Nintendo's Kool-Aid a bit too much. Has this not been screamed about by Metroid fans forever? Have they received too much praise, seeing as this is so far overdue? And do they deserve this much credit? I totally understand how you could look at it this way, that we're just giving them, like, a pass because Nintendo did not announce any new IPs. Yeah. It is just Mario, Metroid now. Yeah. 
uh, Kirby, Yoshi, all that stuff, Pokemon. It, you know, I mean, answering those those questions in order, starting with, you know, people are drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, yes. I am. But here's my argument, with good reason. Yeah, totally. I mean, here's the thing. I was as big a cynic and critic of Nintendo prior to the Switch. Yeah. And even when it came out, because I didn't know what I was talking about, which I yeah. criticize people for. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got my hands on one and I was like, this is great. This yeah. is a great thing. And so, yes, am I drinking the Kool-Aid? I am. But with good reason. I think they're deserving of it. Um, yes. Is it unbelievably maddening that we had to wait this long and play a fan-made uh, Metroid game that was yeah. better than all the other ones? Yeah. Um, like, is that frustrating? Yeah. But I mean, it's never too too late to write a course. Yeah. I mean, not fine. even just Metroid. Like, the Switch in general is Nintendo getting back on top of things. Yeah. Even if it's with their just established franchises. With their, with that's their what they are. party stuff. But that's what, the, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's yeah. what Nintendo is all about. If you're not into that stuff, then you're just not a Nintendo person. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But that is what they are. Yeah, there's a reason they're still around. There's a reason they're still doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. There's a reason all their first party stuff is still only on their hardware. Exactly. It's successful. It exactly. sells. It works. It, it works, and they still do good things with it. Yeah, like, I can't. I can't even criticize it because it's not like it's not like Call of Duty, where yeah, basically the same exact thing every time. Yeah, they they reiterate. All the time. I mean, look how different Zelda is. Oh, Zelda's a huge example. Yeah, it's, it's the perfect example, actually. You know, it yeah. started off as a as a ridiculous, you know, super simple looking 2D game on the NES, and then it was like top down on the SNES, and you know, moving for then it became 3D on the N64. But then they totally changed the art style when they did Wind Waker. And then, yeah. you know, they have the DS stuff. And, you know, Breath of the Wild is just a totally new thing. So they they take those same ideas, that those same IPs, but they're always it, uh, iterating and doing new things. I mean, Mario. Oh, Mario's a, Mario, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then it's branched out. It's everything. You know, it, they have like platforming versions. They have the 2D versions. They have... Um, sporting ones, you know, like tennis yeah. and soccer, like it's great. You know, they yeah. they do new things just with a lot of the same. Content. It's the same faces. Yeah, same yeah. faces. Yeah, but that's what gives Nintendo its flavor. That's yeah, like it's very about. much. They're very much their own thing, and if they do that thing really well, they should. Why get, fix? They what should get praise for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So I I do think they deserve the credit that they've they've received. Um. And and it's probably because people were very skeptical of the switch. Like we we were, I was. Yeah, like, of course. And and even and we kind of knew what all was coming in their first year, and we still do. Like mm -hmm. E3 was some new stuff, but it's not in the first year, really. Yeah. And now I'm starting to think, well, the switch actually has had a really good first year. Yeah. Where and it will have a good first year. Like Mario Odyssey is going to be amazing. That game yep. looks amazing, and. And they continue to make Mario different yes. over the years. Like exactly. Super Mario 64 was like one of the craziest things it was like groundbreaking. ever. Yeah, yeah, that was absolutely groundbreaking in terms of 3D games and platforming. And then, you know, working your way through stuff like Super Mario Sunshine was kind of just Super Mario 64 with a little bit of its own twist and yep. people didn't like it. I really like that game. But then 
Mario Galaxy. Yeah. Like, holy shit, Galaxy is people. awesome. And it's very different and weird. Paper and Mario. Even, and Paper Mario is like yeah. an RPG. And totally they're already different thing. There already was an RPG, but like Paper Mario is a turn-based Mario-themed role-playing game. Like, yeah. it's so cool. And, and and now Odyssey is doing this whole other thing. Like, it's going back to kind of like the general 64 Sunshine Galaxy progression style where you collect things and move on but now they have this whole cap mechanic where you just capture things Mm -hmm. and that's that looks awesome yep so nintendo deserves everything (laughs) yeah and 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 again with metroid i mean there's two ways to react to that yeah you can continue to be bitter and be like oh this should have been done uh eight years ago yeah and and be like i'd rather not have anything at all dumb or be like Thank God, Metroid is literally not dead. Yeah, it's seriously. coming back. <laughs> so yeah, that's and, the way I'm choosing to respond. And apparently, they were react. just they were just waiting for the right time, which yeah. I didn't I didn't fully follow why. But like they they did a little interview. I think it was with Game Informer, um, where they they did mention that Samus Returns, the 3DS one, has only been in development for like two years. Mm-hmm. So. AM2R was older. <laughs> yes, way but, older. But also totally understandable why they wanted to stamp it out. And also just acknowledging like Metroid Prime 4, you know, we know you wanted it. We were just waiting. And they mm-hmm. didn't really say why they were waiting, but they knew that people were they were listening. They've been saying they were listening, but like I don't know. It just I guess it's just the perfect time to say yeah. here's all this Metroid stuff. We know you wanted it. And I am excited too because uh, Metroid Prime 3, did that make it onto the Wii? Just Wii. Just Wii. Then they Great skipped, game. Yeah, they, well, they they skipped a generation. So now I'm really excited to see what this game went up looking like. Oh, for yeah. Ninten- it'll probably look really pretty for yeah, I mean, even, a Nintendo um, console. Dude, Metroid Prime on GameCube? Looked good. It looked amazing. At the time, it looked amazing, and it still looks It fun. still looks really yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and, I remember did, being blown away by that. Did you play Other M? I think you didn't. Not yet. I yeah. will. You plan on it. I remember I, you talking I about I do that. plan on it. That's made by Team Ninja, mm-hmm. which that game is apparently not good, but I still want to see it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with Metroid Prime 4. It's... I was reading some forums about this last night like it is weird that they're doing it as prime again like literally calling it prime four because prime three wraps everything up i was gonna say it ended the trilogy it 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 wraps it up very tightly yeah actually it like story-wise and I mean, if they're calling it Prime Four just for name recognition, and then okay. maybe they'll change it later. They can also do also do. They that could. They could out. technically change the name. You're yeah. right. But uh, I, I'm starting to think it's probably just indicating it's going to be first person again. I agree with that. They're they're yeah. just letting us know. You know, this is what you can expect out of this uh, this new Metroid. Yeah, which I'm okay with. I mean, yeah. that's fine. I I really I actually really liked how that worked. It, I thought it was done well. It's not yep. really a shooter. I hope they don't turn it into a shooter. Agreed. Yeah, that would suck. Agreed. Yep. Um, and and I guess just more on Metroid on that interview. They look at Samus Returns as two D in quotes. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I started realizing the reason they didn't do like a two D pixelated one is because that's a pain in the ass to make. 
and nobody does that anymore because it's a pain in the ass to make, it's a lot easier just to do 3D models and put them and say, in yeah, a side. The, yeah. the only the people who still do it are the are the crazy um, diehards, the dark horses of of the industry, like yeah. uh, AM2R guy and uh, Thomas Happ. Yeah, a- any Verge. any indie game that can decides to go with pixelation, yeah, is mm-hmm. like you're they're asking for a lot of work. Exactly. So it's okay. I can't wait for that game. I'm yeah. I'm so excited for yeah, it. Yeah, me, me neither, dude. And again, it's literally a, a system seller for me. Yeah, right. So that's true. Two hundred bucks. The console and the game done. Yeah, yeah. That's actually fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, we did get one other email, and we don't have to spend too much time on this. I just wanted to give some tips. Yeah. Oh, uh, and real, real quick before you continue with it, Nick. Um, so when I get the new T- 2DS, I can play DS games on it, right? You can play any DS game. Awesome news, because I forgot I still have two Castlevanias I need to play. I was going to say, I still haven't played those yet either. They're still technically original DS, but yes, you can yep, play them. because I, I played Order of Ecclesia. I own... Portrait of Ruin, and then I still have to buy and play Dawn of Sorrow also. Yeah. So those are all on my list once I get that DS. I'm trying to think. The people that are making Samus Returns did something with Castlevania. They did Lords of Shadow, which I didn't play. Correct. And apparently people did not like. Yeah. Except Josh. But yeah. Yeah, they, they had something to do with Castlevania. I thought they did a DS one, but maybe not. I wonder um, how much I can sell my DS Lite for. $10. Maybe $10. Yeah. Oh, God. Terrible. Yeah. That's an old as hell thing. It really is. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. There's some, There's other good games. on Now that you have, like, you'll have a 3DS in quotes, you, there's other sweet games yep. to oh, play. Trust me, for sure. I, I won't just relegate myself only to those things. Yeah. Um, This other email. Dave writes... Hey, fellas, I'm considering buying a gaming laptop, and I have two concerns. One, is it worth buying a gaming laptop versus just having a desktop? And two, if yes, then what is the best gaming laptop for the money? I plan to get into all types of games and not really limit myself, so I imagine I'd require something fairly capable, looking to spend 1500 or under if possible. Which, uh, that's a pretty good price range, mm-hmm. actually, for... You can you can get quite a quite a range of gaming laptops for that. But if you want to play modern stuff, modern 3D current games, that's probably a good upper limit for a mid-range laptop. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to get too into the weeds here because you can can go crazy trying to figure out what... You you could do an episode for Dave. (laughs) Yeah, you could... Well, and also you can really, like, get lost in trying to find a pre-built computer. Like, that's the thing with... I say everybody should play on PC, but it is better to build it yourself, and there's mm-hmm. a big learning curve there. Buying pre-built is fine, and laptops especially, that's kind of your only option unless you're super crazy. Yeah. I don't even know how you go about building your own laptop. but So I just want to say some things to look for because prices fluctuate all the time. Mm-hmm. Things are on sale all the time. There's plenty of places to check. Newegg is a good first place, but like Dell... Walmart, Best Buy, all they all have online stores. Mm-hmm. Even even stuff like HP, uh, Origin is a is a PC only gaming thing. They're kind of expensive though. Alienware is still kicking around, but yeah, it's things to look for. An i7 processor, which is like the m- most current. I think pretty much any gaming P- laptop you're gonna get is gonna have an i7 in it. 
uh, the minimum graphics card I'd look for is a NVIDIA 1060 GTX uh, with six gigabytes of video RAM. Mm -hmm. I hope you're taking notes, Dave. <laughs> What's really also nice about laptops anymore is they come with solid states, solid state hard drives, and also normal hard drives for storage because solid states are still pretty expensive. Yeah, they are, if you, especially if you want to get a big one. And you really only want you really only want it for booting the computer, which doesn't take up a ton of space, and then you can also install games to it so they load very quickly. Mm -hmm. However, I still have a mechanical hard drive. I have one that is like six years old. It is fast as hell. It's still really good. There are good ones, and pretty much any any laptop that I looked at comes with a combo, so you'll get tons of storage and also you'll get the best of both worlds. You'll, you'll get the best of both, basically. Um, lastly, 16 gigabytes of RAM, which minimum. is, which is starting to become the minimum, uh, for computers. So keep an eye out because pre-built stuff, this is why I wanted to start here. Pre-built stuff. You have to be really careful. They can skimp on things that you're not paying attention to. So, and, always... and usually they trick you. Even I know this, it will look like two machines are practically identical. Yeah. And one of them will be like $200 cheaper. Yeah, but that two hundred dollars is one of the one of those minimum requirements is not being met. Yeah, it'll be an Nvidia eight something. I don't I don't know what the difference. Yeah. But my point yeah. is, it'll look like it's not a big deal, but it will preclude it from being a, an adequate gaming PC. Yeah, uh, I guess also to clarify some things, I don't like that Intel has kind of monopolized the best PC stuff currently. Mm -hmm. Um. That's what you want to look for, though. An Intel-based, NVIDIA, GPU-based computer. You don't want to get AMD right mm -hmm. now. I don't... I don't. I had an AMD computer. I was not happy with it. It, it ended up blowing up. <laughs> so, uh, I don't recommend them. They're always a little lagging in terms of the GPU, uh, especially in laptops from what I saw. So, yeah. Real quick, spent more time than I thought I would. Um, oh, it's all right. A couple... A couple Laptops I did see that looked good and were on high lists this year. Uh, the HP Omen 17, Acer Predator 15, Asus ROG Strix, which I thought was a weird word. Yeah. And then this one's annoying. It's all letters. MSI is the uh, pr producer. And then its model is GE72VR. All of these are in that upper limit of about 1500 So those all looked legit. All of them were on sale at multiple places. Amazon. I forgot to mention Amazon is another place. You forgot the biggest retailer in the world. <laughs> yes, I know. Isn't that crazy? I, I just saw an article the other day about how Amazon is quietly becoming like America Pass, defined. Yeah, passing up Walmart. Yeah. Uh, or maybe well, they want to they they stamp out Walmart. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But thanks to capitalism, that's, the, the, that's good for the consumers. Technically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> until exactly. they until they ruin our lives somehow. Yeah, and Good. until they actually become the all service that we claim to that want. That we don't that they, yeah. they actually produce a monopoly that we don't want. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh but anyway, so do research ultimately is what and, and I kinda skipped over the whole desktop thing because I know Dave is another personal friend of the show and I know he travels, so a laptop is more Oh yeah, it makes a lot more for sense. him. Yeah. But I would obviously always choose a desktop, especially because it's easy to swap out parts. Even if you buy a pre-built one, chances are, 
chances are if you're going for a gaming pre-built one, it already will have a good base motherboard and you can just swap out stuff and keep it. You can basically just perform surgery on it for years mm. and years to come. Well, which... this, this is actually really good because obviously you're the one that gives PC games all the love. We seldom ever share anything about hardware. No, so th yeah. this should be really useful for I'm actually a lot of people. I'm still not an expert. That, I'm totally, I'm mm -hmm. very much a journeyman still on mm -hmm. PC hardware because, like, I don't understand the ins and outs of, like, you know, voltage and yeah. all of that stuff. Like, I, I'm not that deep at all. I just know what, but, what, what keywords to look for and what sure. things fit together. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, take that, you know, with a grain of salt, like all of my recommendations. I'm not an expert at mm -hmm. all. I have just successfully messed with PCs for years. And and has been playing on one for years. So yeah. that's that's good enough. Yeah. I I did one completely blind in high school when yeah. Half-Life 2 came out. Man, I got so lucky with that. I could have wasted so much money. Yeah. So that that was uh that was a fun learning experience that I just happened to get lucky with. I've known plenty of people with new PCs that have trouble right from the get-go. Yeah. So yeah, um, but I'm excited that somebody is getting into PC gaming. Maybe, be, maybe by our influence. Definitely, that would be great. Um, and, yeah, and tell us, we always want to hear stuff like that. So yeah, I, we're always soliciting email. It doesn't have to be a question. We love hearing stuff like, "Hey guys, um, we I finally started Souls because you wouldn't shut up about it." And now we I did. Love it. We it, did I get mean, a lot we, of people on that. But yeah, and I, we love hearing that. I mean, the whole idea. Uh, I guess first and foremost is to entertain or maybe tied with the other thing is like inform you about stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah, and possibly influence in a positive way. So whenever uh, stuff like that happens, please tell us about it. We love hearing that. Yes, for sure. And uh, whatever you get, Dave, I hope you enjoy it. And if anybody buys a PC, I hope you enjoy it. It's amazing. Happy. Gaming. Um, happy gaming. Yeah. I think that's going to do it. I don't, I played a lot of, a lot of dirt Four. Oh, oh, nice. Um, I don't. I feeling pretty I, good about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm totally That's invested good. in it. Yeah, yeah, I I do still think it's a little slim down. Yeah, uh, it's rally a little bit. Still your favorite. It's more accessible. The the point to point rally racing is the only thing I'm doing in it. I did mess around with the rally cross, which is rally cars. Only you do circuit racing. They had it in in the dirt rally version. And I liked it a little bit better in that, but I I did like one race in Dirt Four with Rallycross, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm never doing it again." Mm -hmm. So two entire modes, I just am not going to play right. in Dirt Four. I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, but uh, it's great. It's really it's I really like it no matter what because it gives me another rally game to play. Um, it looks great. Uh, the, the whole, the one thing I wanted to bring up is you, I think I mentioned it last week about how you hire a team to like repair your car and work on your car and stuff. Uh, one of the things that you can hire, which you could not in dirt rally, you can hire your co-pilot. You can fire and hire a different co-pilot. That's funny. And that the only funny thing I wish would come out of that is if you could get a bad one. You know, like yeah, and one it just that, like totally screw up your experience. Yes, like one that gave you bad directions, or mm -hmm. one that didn't do their homework and told you the wrong turn and yep. totally fucked you up. Like that would be super. Especially interesting. if you weren't using your on-screen cues. That yes, would be really yeah. Funny. If you were relying completely on them 
saying it to you. Like that would be really cool if it yeah. was a if there was a bad one, but I don't think there is. I just thought that would be funny to mention that you can technically get better ones, but I don't know what it changes other yeah. than numbers on the screen for or their maybe stats. Maybe like their voice better. <laughs> you can get a different voice. Yeah, I mean, like I have a female co-driver, which I was surprised by. I didn't even expect that. It randomly gave me her. And That's cool. Yeah, and you can get like different um at uh, not uh country of origin ones and they'll do it in their language which is funny oh nice yeah yeah it's cool that game's that game has a lot of cool little touches that are sweet it just it's just a little bit more accessible in terms of gameplay Mm -hmm. so but i've put i've actually put a ton of time into that game like 20 hours or something in no surprise in like a week (laughs) yeah yeah i am i'm blowing through it that's the thing i think it's i don't know if it's easier or if i was just prepared for it from rally like i i can't tell i'm sure that has a lot to do with it yeah probably i just know what to expect and how to be careful and stuff uh i'd be interested actually if somebody's never played a dirt game like this is a good one to start with especially because it has both arcadey stuff and simulation stuff like you know people could find out what side they if they're more in your camp or on the other side of things and and if they find it accessible at all you know yeah like that would be that'd be interesting so if any of our listeners are playing let us know yes dirt souls (laughs) (laughs) when dirt rally came out people immediately compared it to dark souls they said they they said conquering a a track is like fighting a dark souls boss that's hilarious i was just bullshitting it's wow. funny. It's funny though because it totally is. You have to learn it. Like you have to learn where these yeah. turns are and how to take them and all this stuff. And it's that difficult. It was very difficult. So yeah, and you can awesome. have catastrophic failure, like where you just lose all of your progress, aka souls. Yeah, I love yes, it. We, yes, we somehow talked about Dark Souls. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty obscure way to work it in too. I'm impressed, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that was a big comparison when that came out. But yeah. it, weird. Um, I just want to mention two things real quick, news wise. Mm-hmm. IO Interactive, the developers of the new, of Hitman, there was some trouble that I don't know that we mentioned where Square Enix was dropping them. Nobody knew where the Hitman franchise was going to land, what was going to happen with it. There was supposed to be a season two this year. Turns out IO Interactive has now become independent and retained the Hitman franchise. Ooh, that's a big is, win for them. Which is huge. That's yeah. huge for them. And actually, like, very crazy coming from a big publisher seems like Seems legally Square. impossible. Yeah, like, like that, that seems, just never would have worked. It seems very uh, generous from Square. Yeah. They, they easily could have just held on to that forever. And then at some... Because they have oppor- the money. Yeah, and at some opportune point said, okay, now we want to sell this to whoever. Mm-hmm. So that's really good news for fans of that. I expect season two will probably now get talked about at some point. I'm sure they were developing it. Um, so that's good. I'm very curious whenever you get around to playing that, Alex. Yeah, cause because I, you know me, I, I love love the Hitman games. And yeah, I, I and that, like and that is supposed to be a very, very good one. Yep. Um, and then lastly, this is kind of crazy that I have not heard anything about except from friend of the show, Mike, that I work with. GameStop is doing something pretty weird. And I don't know if you heard about this, Alex, but Amazon. They're doing, no, they're well that that too. We talked about that, I think. Mm-hmm. But they're doing this thing called Summer Swap, where if you pay sixty dollars, I think starting, I think it might have already started, or it starts in the end of June or something, and through August, you pay sixty dollars, 
and you essentially can rent any pre-owned game and then take it back and get another one and take that back and get another one within this limited time window for just 60 bucks. I will say this. I hate GameStop, have for a very long time. I don't shop there. Right. I am. I continue to be impressed with how desperately they try things to remain relevant. Yeah. Like, and they try new stuff, like, a lot. Yeah. Like Policies how? and prices and offerings and uh, what products they are, they're involved in. It's, it's impressive. They're a fascinating business yeah, to, they, to watch evolve. They are very interesting to see how they evolve. Uh, I want to be at the, the mahogany table meetings to see how those go. Exactly. Like, how did they come up? <laughs> well, the, the funny thing, like, I was talking to Mike about this. He was like, how did they never think to do this before? And, mm-hmm. and it's almost certainly because they're struggling. They, they, are conti- exactly. they are continuing to struggle. They have totally changed the things that they offer in that store. Like, they, they sell a whole bunch of random stuff now, uh, not just video games. It's like mm-hmm. video game-related bullshit and yeah. all that. knickknacks. I hate it. Yeah, and yeah. that's actually, I think, probably a big focus for them anymore. Oh, totally. Yeah, especially with because they acquired... Um, uh, Think Geek, Think right? Geek, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what else is weird about this whole rental thing? I mean, for anybody that doesn't know this, maybe another reason they're doing, maybe they're going to crack down on their original policy because you can, you could do that anyway, rent games anyways. You get a pre-owned game, you get seven days, take it back. And whenever we worked there back in NOM, um, we knew the people that took advantage. Yeah. There there were like huge pieces of shit who would do it like every three days. And it's like, yeah, come on. Because even though GameStop sucks, yeah, like this is a really generous policy. Like don't abuse it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because... If you abuse it, they might take it away one day. And I'm not saying that they have, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do, especially if they're struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So. And now and now actually and, and returns looked bad. Returns yes. were a bad uh, a metric, obviously, yeah. especially yeah, for surprise. pre-owned stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is just really weird and, mm-hmm. and probably mostly a reason just to get people in the store. And exactly. potentially and buy something to buy else. Other dumb stuff. Yeah, and like sign up for a Game Informer subscription and blah blah Reserve blah. All that. Yeah, yeah, and and trade in your games, please. Yes. And yeah, so it's just I just thought that was really wild, and have I would have never heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, if you want to take advantage of that, that's a good way to get caught up Play on more games. old games. Yep. Yeah, like that. That's a really good thing. the The thing I kept thinking about though is like GameFly is technically cheaper. The, the only difference is you have to do it through the mail. Mm-hmm. but So it might be more convenient for you if you have a it, store real close to you. Like very close, yeah. yeah. But just wanted to shout that out. Yeah. Uh, we ended up going longer than I thought we would. Same here. I thought we were going to like have to stretch it to an hour. Yeah. But. Yeah, so. All right. Uh, well, thank you for listening. We'll be back to a regular episode next week. Yes, and or probably should, some some new games that we started. We should be, yeah, yeah. I uh, I keep waiting. Like I'm like, should I start something in depth or not? Randomly played Evil Within. I don't know. <laughs> I, we are going to quickly run into a lot of releases, though. Exactly, uh, we, it's we, how it always works. We mentioned in the E3 episode, like I wasn't sure how many actually are coming out this year, and there are a ton of games actually still coming out this year, and they start trickling in in July. So we got to bang some stuff out before then. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why yeah, I'm playing. There's a lot of games. I, games. I like, I actually, I think I need to make a physical list so I can start crossing them off. And I just, I need to, I need to get stuff out of my life. Like Andromeda. I just, 
I need to get through it. You, you could stop playing. I it. know. <laughs> hey, you know what? One last comment because I brought up Mass Effect, and this was really cool. Last night, so I'm at my brother's my house. He just got a huge deck built on the back of his house. Nice. And we had like the ultimate uh, male component of the family bonding night. Like it was just the three of us on the back of this deck, my brother, my dad, and I, just staring up, gazing at the stars. And we ended up talking about astronomy for like an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. And it was amazing. And you know what it reminded me of? The ending of Mass Effect mm, 3? When? Where? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, where where it's like that old man telling his yes, kid about the, it. Yes, yeah. the stargazer, I, I yeah. think it's called. And there's an there's an old man tell, uh, talking to a kid, and like the kid is asking about this legendary hero from hundreds of years ago, John Shepard. And apparently, it's a happy happily ever after ending when you come right down to it. But it's it's really cool. And for anybody that doesn't know, because he came up in conversation last night, um, the guy who voices the old grandpa is Buzz Aldrin. Which, oh wow! You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yes. So. I'm glad I told you because my dad even said we talked we were talking about Neil Armstrong and then he was like who's the other guy I can't think of his name and I said Buzz Aldrin and he was like I feel bad he's doomed to an existence of that other guy the also ran yeah, uh, yeah he is space the also man. ran that's funny yeah so that that's fun a little tidbit yeah I, I'm glad I'm glad I brought that up I didn't know you didn't know that no I had no idea uh, because I wrote Mass Effect 3's final 20 minutes out of my brain. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> and all of Andromeda out of my brain completely. What's Andromeda? I don't know. I, I seriously forget I played that sometimes. Yeah, that's fine. As much as it gets brought up and people are still like shitting on it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was this year. And oh yeah, I did play that. That was a game. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we complained about it how many episodes. But Yep. Uh, anyway. That's that. That's, that's right. that. Yeah. Uh. Again, feedback at 2b1podcast.com. It doesn't have to be questions. You can write us anything at social at social media. <laughs> at 2b1podcast, all social media. I've said something equally stupid before. Don't worry. Yeah. Remember, I said, like, on our Insta something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just on social. Yeah. Uh, I have another Battlegrounds video going to post uh, with Josh and I. Um, it, it's, like, part two of, from last week. I decided to split them up because... Josh had a pretty exciting round in this mm -hmm. one, so nice. check that out. Uh, those may be ending soon, which sucks because yeah. Josh sucks. Uh, <laughs> more more on that later, yeah. maybe. But um, yeah, you can see that at 2b1podcast.com. Oh, and, uh, and, and as far as those videos go, look forward to Nick and I doing something. Yeah, we're going to have to do stuff while you're here. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I will be visiting... Nick and Josh in Philadelphia in the uh, middle of July. So we're going to be playing something. So yeah, I don't we know gotta, what it is. We got to pump out. It's, basically, all I was thinking was like, we're probably just going to play video games anyway. Because I am not a good host and have nowhere to take you. Well, that's and, what I want to do is come yeah, to video games and drink. And, I was, and, I, and, and drink, obviously. Yeah, and I was obviously. thinking like... We should just probably record everything that we're playing, and then yes. we'll figure, and I'll figure out something yes, to do with it. I couldn't so. agree more. I think that'll be perfect. Yeah. We so should yeah, record more. maximum carnage. Okay, I'm done. Oh, we could. You <laughs> could bring it. I have a thing to capture that too. I will keep that in mind. Yeah, I have. I have a. I have a compo or composite cable capturing thing. That's awesome. That is really yeah. cool. I've only used it once. I was I was starting a playthrough of Ninja Gaiden and I recorded like six or seven episodes. Yeah, I never remember. never released any of them. So yeah. like yeah. Um, they're they're unreleased archived Nick Reed footage. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Which 
holy shit i know we keep ending this but i want to mention something real quick the whole backwards compatible original xbox title we were like oh what are you gonna play the original ninja gaiden yeah like, you can I play be... that much more easily now yeah and it, i could capture it much more easily which is That's amazing true. so good yeah. point yeah i just uh, want to throw I, that out there i'd love to be able to prolong this further but uh i think i'm actually tapped out now yeah me too yeah. okay uh we'll we'll see you all next week yeah, see you next week